Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cody Underground. I think I'm changing the name of the show. We're going to start calling it... We're going to restart calling it The Cody Show. I don't know, 13, 15 years ago, I was doing live, not, well, live video for Cutlow on CNBC. I think we called it the Cody Cam, not the Cody Show, now that I think about it. And I go to YouTube, search the Cody Cam. Anyway, I'm going to call this the Cody Show. And it's no longer Cody Underground, but maybe it's Cody Underground only underground. Anyway, welcome. Let's talk. If you uh, want to see all of my trade alerts, all of my latest positions, anytime I buy or sell, which is not that often, I'm a long-term investor mostly, um, go to tradingwithcody.com and check it out. What's in the news? What is in the news? You guys heard of this uh, President Trump? Is there anyone in the planet that... Is, is President Trump the most famous person on the planet now? Uh, more famous than Obama? I think so. Piper? Yeah, no way. <laughs> Love him or hate him, which... I'm even apathetic at this point. I'm so cynical about all Republicans and Democrats, including Trump, that... I don't know that I either love or hate him. But, however you feel about Trump, no doubt, pretty much everyone who has a phone has heard of Trump. Anyone who's got a computer has heard of Trump. Um, this isn't necessarily market-related, but because politics is so, it is, actually, I take it back. This is all market-related at this stage. The market itself is so focused on Trump and what he's tweeting, what he's tariffing. Is tariffing, can you make tariff a verb? I don't think you can. You just did. I did. Whether he, when Trump is Trumping and Twittering, Facebooking, he doesn't Facebook. I'm off the topic. Here's what I'm trying to get to, guys, is that, look, you know, in, during the bailouts, 2008-2009, financial crisis, Republicans and Democrats were both really angry at everybody in leadership. Republicans and Democrats were mad at all Republicans and Democrats. Republicans felt completely disenfranchised. They couldn't believe that the government the Republican side, the so-called conservative side of our Republican-Democrat regime, would bail out with trillions of dollars banks and car companies. And they did it under Bush and they did it under Obama. And people were so angry, Republicans and Democrats alike, that there was a voice, there was a, a movement. That's even where the Tea Party came about, right? There was a movement outside of mainstream partisan politics that was arising. And what I find completely mind-boggling today is that all of those formerly very angry and dis disenfranchised Republicans, specifically in this case, love Trump. Trump has somehow been able to fool all of the Republicans into the disenfranchised, formerly disenfranchised Republicans, like Tea Partiers, that he is like libertarian-esque. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're a libertarian, you can't be for Trump. You can't be for any Republican. Libertarianism means that you've got some principles about small government. And look, I mean, even just the terrorists themselves are not small government. And what really 
thing drives me crazy with the tariff specifically is that then there are now 20,000 applications from companies who are trying to get exemptions to the new tariffs. So if you're going to create the law, then enforce the damn law across the board equally or don't enforce it at all. That's what a libertarian would believe. Nothing Trump does is cool with libertarians. Nothing the Koch brothers do is okay with libertarianism. So if you're a libertarianism, you can't be a Republican, you can't be for Trump. But somehow Trump has captured the libertarian vote. And let's drill down a little more on this because what's truly amazing right now is if you go to my Facebook wall, personal Facebook wall, not the Trading with Cody page, go to facebook.com slash clwillard. That's my personal Facebook wall. For 12 years, 15 years, I guess 12 years, 13, I don't know, how many years I've been on Facebook? How many times I've been on TV, Fox, CNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, I've done them all. I have never once wavered and been at all partisan. I have never once been anything but ultra anti-partisan. Some people think I'm libertarian, and I believe in a lot of libertarian-esque views. Some people think I'm a socialist and very li liberal, so-called liberal. Whatever. Look, I'm a free thinker. Every issue is different. That's a whole point, one of the main points I'm always trying to make. But if you go to my Facebook wall, everything... When I put up a post that is in it, it full anti-partisan, the very point of the post is anti-partisanship. Everybody on my wall starts debating left versus right. And what's truly fascinating, though, is that the left is sure they are victims, and the right is sure they are victims. The media is against the right, man. But the right is so mean that nobody in, they're attacking liberals. And meanwhile, a true free thinker, someone who's not in any of that left versus right paradigm, and is looking at all of that and seeing the destruction of rule of law in my country, we, I sit there and I'm like, there's no one representing my viewpoints. No one, I'm the one being attacked. If you're a Democrat, you have a group. You have tens of millions, hundreds of millions of Americans who have voted with you in the last 20, 30, 40 years. And if you're a Republican, you've got that same thing. It is the free thinker the anti-partisan viewpoint that is under attack. You're delusional if, number one, you are libertarian and you think you can be Trumpish, pro-Trump. You're delusional if you're liberal and you think you can vote for Democrats and actually have liberal policies enacted. You're delusional if you think you're under attack or underrepresented as either a leftist or a rightist or a conservative or a Republican or Democrat or liberal or whatever that group that you're painting yourself in that votes Republican and Democrat. That is part of the whole partisan world. There's no one on TV anymore that is espousing truth against partisanship. That's the truth. Let's hit economy real quick. I've had these minds, I've got something on my whiteboard that I haven't drawn up yet, but I've got all the notes and they're jumbled and they're coalescing in my head right now. And here's what I'm getting at. Fiscal policy, tariffs not included. Fiscal policy is in trillion dollar tax cuts for giant corporations that buy back their stocks. Maybe invest a little bit, maybe hire a few people. Fiscal policy in something that is 
We are borrowing trillions of dollars from our children and our grandchildren right now and funneling that into our economy. That's very bullish. That's part of why we've had so much prosperity in the last five, ten years. It's not just about the Trump tax cut. It was about Obamacare, too. Obamacare was very enriching to any health care corporation. The tax bill, very enriching to any giant corporation. The middle class Americans' taxes will be higher percentage-wise this time in five years than it is today. The giant corporations of the world will still have the benefits of that tax cut. All of that stuff is taking money and borrowing it and putting it into our economy and it creates prosperity, near-term prosperity. That money goes somewhere and it changes hands. It has velocity. What helps that is 0% interest rates or near 0% interest rates, 1%, 2%. If you've been listening to me for 15 years, you know, I guess it's been 10 years that we've been at 0% interest rates. You know that it doesn't matter if it's 0%, 1%, 2%, quantitative easing, whatever the monetary policies from the Federal Reserve and the developed economies around the world have been, have been all extremely easy money in basis. They're unlike any paradigm we ever had in the last hundred years of central banking. We've never had extended years upon years, a decade now, of basically 0% interest rate or even negative interest rates. These things are not normal. If the Federal Reserve raises rates to 2, 2.5%, two they do 5 or 6 or 7 quarter percent raises, we're still below natural market rates. So you've got the ability to borrow trillions of dollars from future generations. The government borrows it, corporations borrow it, even you borrow it. You're probably paying a much higher percentage than all of those people in power, government and giant corporations, billionaires. But everybody's able to borrow money right now at artificially low rates. That money flows into the economy. You've got extra spending from the government flooding into the economy. Monetary tax rates, technology, let's hit technology. One of the biggest things that people overlook is the fact that the app revolution created trillions of dollars of productivity and prosperity. That's real. The economy has doubled in the last 10 years, or 15 years, partly, in large part, mostly because of technology. We don't use pens and papers anymore. We're using laser pointers, iPads, Apple TV. Alexa, what was the US GDP this year? The closest answer I know is from 2016, when U.S.'s GDP was $18,600,000,000. I just guessed $19.4 for last year. That's, that's probably a little high. But say, yeah, $19 trillion of economic productivity. Trillions of dollars of which come directly from you being able to watch movies or text or talk from anywhere in the world at any time. You consume content that creates economy. You engage with someone that creates economy. You do anything with society, it creates economy. And the app revolution enables all of us to engage each other and content much, much more today than we ever did before. So, all these factors creating economic boom times, but they also create bubble-blowing bull markets. That 0% interest rates isn't just an economic factor, it's a market factor too. All these people who have savings are desperate for yield, desperate to get some sort of return on their money. 
Can't get it in a savings account or a CD like you used to. You can't buy treasuries and get a decent yield like you used to. So people invest in stocks, which makes stocks go up, which enables this bubble-blowing bull market to continue even further. So it becomes a self-fulfilling, virtuous cycle while it lasts. The flip side of a virtuous, artificially induced cycle is Hyper. Crash. Crash. Boom, bam. Vicious cycle was the correct answer, Piper. But crash I will take. I will take crash. That is an acceptable answer. But technically the correct answer was vicious, virtuous turns to vicious. It's the great rule of, this, of the universe, of God, of the earth, of economies and societies, it balances out. You can't create artificial virtuous cycles. It There's sounds, nothing artificial, man. It sounds prettier when you say it is a vicious, vicious cycle that it crashed. Sounds a little prettier that way. Yeah, I guess that's right. That's why I said it that way. I just broke my pen. All right, I got questions. I got some answers. Definitely have questions. Let's see if I have any answers. Let's see if anybody here on these, uh, uh, any questions? I don't know how to check on there. Let's see if anybody's got questions over here. People are waving. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. I do have questions, I know, over here from the chat room. Number one. Cody, can you comment on Intel, the recent downgrades, the CEO issues, and the recent price drop? Thank you. Where is Intel at this particular moment? I didn't really think it dropped much. I guess it did, down about 10% from its highs recently. Um, I own Intel. Straight with Cody subscribers. No, we bought it around 30 something a few months back. Now at 50 down a little bit from its recent highs. The CEO apparently had a relationship with an employee inside of the firm. What's a little confusing about this, and I look, I don't really care about whether the CEO is there or not in the grand scheme of things. I don't own Intel because this CEO was there or something. Like, he's no Jeff Bezos. Isn't that right? Jeff? Jeff Bezos? Is that his name? Old JB. I don't know. Jeff doesn't sound right. Anyway, he's no Jeff Zuckerberg or Mark Bezos. Um, he's no Steve Gates or... Bill Jobs. Thanks. I was kind of think of Bill's first name. All right. Anyway, look, so that's not the issue. What is a little confusing is it's... So as far as I understood, this was like 10 years ago that he did that. And the rule that said, you cannot do that. You cannot have any relationships with anybody under inside of the firm or whatever the rule is, was just implemented like five years ago. So if you broke the law that didn't exist yet, you get fired when the law gets made. Whatever. Good riddance to him. I don't care. Um, I... It's interesting that I'm getting so many questions about Intel. Um, last week I had questions about Intel too, if you recall. And my come, I come back to this on Intel. I don't own it because of their server business or their current CEO or the business as it is right now. I own it because Intel's made some big bets on Internet of Things and driverless and some very revolutionary things, technology trends that they're trying to get in front of and maybe dominate. And if they can pull that off, I've got three different cameras here. The stock will double, maybe trouble. Some of those things could be real, very big growth drivers. But in the meantime, yeah, but I own it. Intel can bounce around here. We're looking out two or three years. The stock could be at 100, 150. But in the meantime, yeah. CEO, downgrades, server challenges, yada, yada, yada. 
Oh, crap. Piper, we forgot to call in. Every time we even had Skype open. Oh, I'm going to fire you next time on this, Piper. You got one job, dude. It's even written on the board. Conference call. All right. Anyway, I got more questions here. Sorry, people that are in the conference call waiting and listening. I bet no one's on there now, Piper. It's 22 minutes into the call. Cody, can you differentiate? Boy, there's a long question. Let me read it. Can you differentiate between currencies like Bitcoin and those that are more like tokens, Ripple, Lumens, Ethereum, which are designed for use on their specific networks, for their network's specific objectives? The revolution is far broader than just digital currency. It's about everyday transfer interactions between people. Think contracts, remittances, logistics, and much more. Stellar, for example, will not be a spending money. It is created to simplify the transfer slash exchange for P2P, peer-to-peer, no banks. Ripple, on the other hand, was created to work with banks as a more efficient, less costly wire transfer-like service that runs behind the scenes of that existing service. Ethereum is a network with desires to... Look, these are great questions. We'll post them in the transcript. This is a big, long question. But he's right. There's a, very, there's a big difference between cryptocurrencies and tokens. And Bitcoin is... You know, the one that everybody thinks of, whether you talk about tokens or cryptocurrencies, it's a currency in its most fundamental form. It is a currency like dollars or euros or Iraqi dinars. Um, on the other hand, tokens are just that. There are tokens that you can trade. Think, uh, where do you go? Peter Piper Pizza. Peter Piper Pizza. You get tokens to play the machines, right? right. Those are tokens. Are they a form of currency? No, they only work at Peter Piper Pizza. But they are a form of currency when you're inside of Peter Piper Pizza buying pizza or playing games. Now, what's even more interesting, I'm just thinking this through as I'm talking it right now, you take those tokens, you put them in the skee-ball machine, you roll a bunch of skee-balls. We need a skee-ball. That would be a good prop. Should have had a skee-ball machine out here today. You play some skee-ball machines, and guess what? You win tickets that then become a currency that you can go pay and buy toys for your kids your kid, I guess, can buy the toys himself or herself with the tickets. So you convert your dollars into a token that then is used to play, which creates a token? No, it's going to be currency. It creates a currency that you then take to purchase something. If you don't understand all of this, it's okay. I'm not sure I understand all of this yet, but more to the point, don't go out and buy a bunch of cryptocurrencies if you're not understanding any of it, if you're not thinking this through, if you're not doing homework, if you're not trying to understand what that guy's question was all about. And he clearly, he or she, whoever asked me that question, is trading with Cody's subscriber, who has clearly done their homework and is trying to understand what this whole cryptocurrency token world is. That's what you gotta do. And he's asked me to differentiate upon that between them, and that's what we're just trying to do right now, tokens versus tickets. Um, Cody, I noticed you added XRP to go... Look, there's another question about Ethereum versus Stellar versus Bitcoin, and... The question is, where do I think, what are my targets for these things? And I don't have a target. If you're going to buy some of these cryptocurrencies, you're speculating. Something I learned the other day on Final Jeopardy. 
you know the root of etymology of speculate? It comes from Latin, specs, to see. So if you're speculating, if you think that you can see well enough into the future to speculate successfully, then play in some of these cryptos and tokens. And I think there could be huge upside. Some of these could go up tenfold or a hundredfold from here. Bitcoin already went up 200 times from where I bought it at its top. Where I bought it at 100, it went to 20,000. It's a 200 times return, 200 times increase. That's possible for any of these. But let's be realistic also that some of them are going to zero. A lot of them are going to zero. A lot of them will increase in value. A lot of them will still be used 5 or 10 or 20 years, but really not very much. And it's a long, long way from here to there. And the next question actually ties into this. Let's see if I can find it here. Cody, for, quest, for cryptocurrencies to scale, does that not mean that a fair majority of the population would have to start using one on a daily or weekly basis? Example is the end goal that regular people can go to Starbucks or any dining establishment and pay by Bitcoin or some other crypto. Is that the end goal that makes all this work out? And it's a serious question, he says, or she says. I know you're serious. This is our money we're talking about. I'm always serious when it comes to our money. Ah! All right. Maybe not always. Um... That was a joke. You see, I tried to make a joke in the middle of being serious. So, the point I'm trying to get to for you folks is this. That that is for the cryptocurrencies. And again, we need to differentiate tokens from cryptocurrencies. Um, the SEC was talking recently about how you could have um, membership tokens at a golf club. You can trade those membership tokens. Those, is that a cryptocurrency? No! So, again, look, we, as a guy previously asked and said, we do need to differentiate tokens from cryptocurrencies and things. Bitcoin? Yes, man. That is the hope. Is that either Bitcoin or some other actual cryptocurrency is accepted Everywhere you go. And billions of people will never be subjected to the oppression that comes with using government-issued fiat currencies. That is the goal. That is the hope. That's why there is a $250 billion in valuation of cryptocurrencies and tokens out there right now. The reason there is a bubble is because people do understand that they don't benefit from fiat currencies. Government-controlled, centralized currencies are bad for you. The more that you could avoid government control in the currency markets, the less they will be siphoning out of your prosperity. And the day that you and I can easily go to Starbucks or Nike or Amazon or trading with Cody, which by the way, I've been accepting Bitcoin and trading with Cody for six years now. The day that's as easy to buy a latte as it is a subscription to trading with Cody with Bitcoin is the day that you and I will be much better off. And that is the hope and that's the dream. And yeah, man, you don't, it's not here right now. Bitcoin's not fast enough. The clearing processes are not fast enough. There's still too much time and drag, but it's come. The concept is real. The revolution is at work. Next question. I don't know, it says there's no sound on the YouTube channel. I sure hope everybody's been listening. 
Hello, hello. Testing. Who the hell knows? Hope you're hearing it on YouTube. I know it's working on Facebook because people are talking. All right. Next question here. Um, Cody, if you had $100, how would you divide it between your four favorite cryptocurrencies in terms of percentage? Thanks. If $100 is all that you're putting into cryptocurrencies, I probably wouldn't put them into cryptocurrencies. I'd probably worry about eating, buying a shirt. Something I always talk about with like when people are like, well, why won't Amazon split the stock? It's at 1500 More retail investors could buy Amazon if it would just split. If you don't have $1,500 to buy one share of Amazon, are you sure you ought to be investing in Amazon? Go buy a mutual fund. If you can't buy $1,500 of that one stock, I just think realistically you're not going to get a very, like, $100 in those things, I mean, I guess it could go up 200 times like Bitcoin did and you'd have 20 grand, which would be great. But go back to your question. I don't know how I would divide 100 bucks. Look, I think you should have, I've got a lot more Bitcoin than I do any other cryptocurrency, but that's because I've owned it since it was at 100. And the other ones, I wouldn't put very much money at all in. 100 bucks might be okay. That's okay. Put $100 in it, but not a, if you got $100,000, put 100 bucks in a few of them. That's probably not bad. Anybody uh, noticing there's no sound on the conference call or the YouTube channel? That's what someone just said on my chat. <sighs> Cody, are Calyx and TST good buys right now? Like today, for example. In case I was confused about what right now meant. We clarified with today. Just teasing you, Carl. I own a small amount, small amount of Calyx and bailed previously on TST. I guess I should have more faith. Do I reignite my faith in TST? TST's gone from $0.90 cents to $2.10 or something since we bought it. And um, fundamentals have improved. Their cash balances have improved. Just last week they sold that asset for $30 bucks. Rate, watch. But I don't know that I'd run out and buy TST right now. Um, I'm not selling it. I still own it. But And Calyx is, I've talked every time, it's a binary uh, outcome. It'll either go up like tenfold or it'll drop 70%. And it all depends on whether they win some contracts with Verizon and some of these other big carriers. Um, so there you go. You got a question on the call? I hear some people on there. Is that a yes? Hello? Hit mute on there so we don't hear that. Um, thanks. Cody, where do you think LeBron lands? Woo Maybe let's get some good questions now. That's a good one. Alright. I think the word on the street right now is that LeBron's staying in Cleveland. Saw that on ESPN.com this morning when I was uh I don't know, holding a bear's one hand, trying to put on my shoe, and my phone there. Oh, yeah. Whoa! I was drunk to Maris. That's constant. That girl's squiggling. She, if, she's, if she's not sick, she's the happiest, most active little three-year-old. Oh, she's so much fun. She, her, she's in love with me right now. Dad is number one. And the way we know this is, she kisses me every chance she gets. I mean, she grabs my ears, she grabs my cheeks, pulls me in. And then she laughs. Then she grabs my face again. I swear we did it. I, I had to sit with her for about, I, I was probably, uh, my wife was gone, daughter was gone. I was with her about eight hours on Sunday. Maris and I alone, we went on four four-wheeler rides, didn't drop her once. 
And I think she kissed me for a good hour in total. It was awesome. Every kiss is worth a million dollars. So pretty much a billionaire as of Sunday. Um, back to LeBron. Bronny. I, you know, look, I think you want to go, you want to, I don't think anybody's got a clue. I think LeBron has got some people talking to him. He's got some offers coming through from some teams that you don't even realize. And if he takes one of them, I'll tell you this. He either stays in Cleveland because he's basically already the general manager there, the president, whatever he is, he's running that team. They got that new hot shot. But I think in this, here's the thing, Piper. They're going to pipe someone. Like if you were the Wizards, you you could call up LeBron and be like, "Look, clean slate, man. What you tell us who you want, we'll cut the entire roster. We will pay so much salary cap tax. We don't care. We like so. I think look, LeBron ends up in Phoenix." No, it's going to be Seattle Supersonic. Timberwolves. <laughs> you got my joke. Seattle Supersonics don't even exist anymore. Now the Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But no, LeBron's going to be... I think of another random team. Let's go. How about... Um, somewhere... Is there an Indianapolis? No, it's just football. Uh, somewhere Midwest. It's going somewhere. Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Dual sport. Dual sport. He's gonna be a tight end. <laughs> no, actually, yeah, watch. He's gonna be, he's gonna like join. He's gonna be a middle linebacker. Like, forget tight ends. That's that's been done. You've seen you've seen basketball players do wide receivers and basketball. You've seen uh, outfielders and basketball. You've seen tight ends in basketball, but I want to see, like, how about a left guard? Like, I want to see someone who's a left guard in the fall and then is a power center in the winter and then plays center field. Now, LeBron's going to play. All right, LeBron is going to the Kansas City Chiefs. He's going to the Seattle Supersonics and... The Cleveland Indians. And the U.S. curling team. Curling? <laughs> I, I saw an ESPN, not ESPN 2, ESPN itself the other day. I was watching, they were, they, they, and then twice, it was with the Maris on Sunday. And then it was like Saturday night too. And they were doing a... Uh, bean, what do you call it? I can't even think of what it's called. Yeah, the beanbag top. Yeah, you're throwing beanbags in this thing. Yeah, they had a funny name for it. I couldn't believe it was actually on ESPN. Twice! World Championships. World Championships. I watched. I watched. I watched with Harrison. I watched for about five minutes. We did. Competing with the World Cup. I wanted to see. Yeah, and see, I can't watch the World Cup because of corruption. I don't do well with Olympics. I don't do well with FIFA. I don't do well with college athletics. If there's... Corruption. I don't do well with the Republican Democrat regime. I don't do well with my own mind. If there's corruption, I don't do well with it. I corrupted my own mind. No sound on YouTube. It's because I got this thing plugged in. Tried to figure out how to do it. We're a wreck. All right, guys. That's about it. Blackberry, people want me to tell them what's up. I don't own Blackberry. I sold it a while ago. I haven't been paying attention. The whole point, I guarantee here's what's going on with Blackberry. They have been promising that they could get this business stabilized, get revenues growing again, and they haven't. You can promise till you're blue in the face, but if you don't give us something tangible, some real fundamental growth at some point, you're going to fail. All right, I don't even know if to see if there's any comments on here. No, that's for me to write a comment.
Well, here, yeah, here's a whole bunch of questions. All right, I'm on YouTube, I mean, Facebook Live here. Ross wants to know, what is a de facto standard? <laughs> it's a funny guy, that guy. My mother-in-law says hi there. Thank you. Hi. Can I be liberal and vote for Trump? Because <laughs> I said you can't be a libertarian and vote for Trump. Yes, you can be liberal and vote for Trump because I do not believe that Trump or Republicans are conservative by any definition that I use for conservatism. But as a classic liberal, you also can't vote for Trump. But if you're a modern day liberal, Actually, I think by definition, if you vote for Trump or any Republican Democrat, you're liberal. You're certainly not libertarian. Certainly not actually conservative. You're now live in five different trading Facebook groups. Oh, people have been sharing my live stream. Got all the answers for you. <coughs> Cody, who will win the blockchain wars? IBM, Microsoft, or Amazon with AWS? He's on something, right? So people are always asking, Cody, you got any good blockchain stocks? No, except for Amazon. Like Amazon is going to win crypto, Am or blockchain. Um, because Bezos, Michael Bezos, didn't he win five championships? <laughs> Kobe Bezos, <laughs> but he always had a good, a good big man carrying him, so it doesn't really count. Uh, Cody, are you saying Chuck E. Cheese arcade tokens were the first ICO? That rat is losing out. And yes, that was the first initial coin offering was Chuck E. Cheese arcade tokens. Lots of thumbs up on here. Thanks for all the thumbs ups. Cody, LeBron just bought a house in Newport Beach. Rumor is he's going to LA. I know that's the rumor. Everybody's said for three years. Like that'd be like saying the rumor is Trump's gonna put tariffs. I know, but look, LeBron is Hollywood, man. It doesn't mean he's going to play for L.A. I guarantee LeBron will live a lot of the time in L.A. the rest of his life, but that doesn't mean he's going to play for L.A., I'm telling you. Cleveland Indians. I mean, Seattle Supersonics. The video is a mirror image, text on screen or backwards. I did that on purpose. See, it's... Geneek.edoc.com. Michael Jordan wouldn't allow LeBron on the Wizards. And there's a guy, probably L.A. will be his landing spot. You don't say. See, that's my whole point. What fun is it if I were to come and be like, he's probably going to L.A. or staying in Cleveland. No. I got to flip it, man. I'm a free thinker. Let's do something unconventional. It's like when, the, 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 another example like that, right? Nothing drives me crazier than when someone does those NCAA brackets and they pick all the favorites, or pretty much all the favorites. So let's say you had a bunch of ones and twos and three seeds in your final four, and you were right. Ooh! No, you gotta have like a 12 and a six, and maybe one, and a four. Those are the seeds you want to have. That way it makes it fun. So LeBron, I'm telling you, I'm not going to tell you he's going to Lakers. You can watch ESPN or CNBC until the cows come home, and they're going to tell you he's probably going to the Lakers. Me? I'm telling you he's going to Seattle Supersonics. Or the Vilnius, 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 that's Lithuanian. Any thoughts on a market bottom? Is the market crashing you since I got on here again today? Let's see. Start talking, the market's crash. Well, 
not crashing, but they're down again today. Dow's up a little. Um, look, as far as the markets and trying to time a near-term bottom, I think that's almost always a fool's game, and especially right now, after a an eight-year bubble-blowing bull market that's long in the tooth, I think we probably shouldn't be trying to find the market bottom right now. Just be cautious. If you own some stocks, ride them, trim a little bit. If you don't own any, be careful when you start buying. Um, Blackberry, discuss. I just did. Thoughts on Twilio. You know, I haven't done much work on Twilio. Um, I've seen it around and um, I said, I did some homework on it maybe a year ago and Kang and I, Kang Lee of Scudify, I am app fame, we, um, we, we, were doing, we did some homework, almost started using some Twilio, but as far as the stock, no, I can't know. Cody, can you be not a liberal or a conservative or a libertarian? but a person who respects rationality, caring, and decency, and still vote for Trump? Oh, that is a great question. I just, let me answer it with this. The very fact that you could ask that question and either be serious or be funny and think it's funny, either one underscores just how crazy our mainstream political ideologies are today. It is so far removed. Like, do you remember being 15 or 16 or 21 or something and having these, like, realizations that none of the laws in our country are based on the Constitution? Like, there's, we're so far removed from anything constitutional that how can, like, it doesn't even make any sense that anything from Republicans and Trumps, they're still not anywhere near constitutionalism and conservative viewpoints and what I think are true conservatives. And same thing with any Democrats. They've all been so hijacked by the system. To your answer, David. You can choose, you can not, you can be not a liberal, not a conservative, and not a libertarian. And you can be none of those things and still be a person who respects rationality, caring, and decency. And yes, you can vote for Trump. Because I do know people that I truly think are caring and rational and decent who voted for Trump or Hillary. And I think that Trump and Hillary are as about as anti-rational, caring, and decency as any Republican Democrat regimer. Cody, my man! You are very talented, and this is coming from a value investor. Thank you, Vitaly. So Russian, I, I, Vitaly, you've got a little bit of an accent. I assume you are a Russian immigrant. I know you're from, your family's from Russia, and I love your father's art. Vitaly, is your uh, new, you send me these things occasionally with your stock picks, or you've written something for institutional investor magazine or something and you'll send that and you'll usually have a picture of your dad's art in there or something and um why don't you be a guest of mine you should come on and be a guest on one of these podcasts you and i can talk about a lot of this stuff going back to what he's saying thank you for the compliment and i will give it back to you vitaly is a fantastic value investor i've been out to a conference in vail colorado with him um he's he's a coloradoan Russian Wall Streeter. How can you not love that? Love you, Vitaly. You got to come on here and talk to me, not just because you gave me a compliment.
Cody, you can ignore the raw politic questions if you want. I think that's someone not enjoying my Republican versus Democrat regime viewpoints. There's a few of those people out there. Cody, left-handed guitars? No, no, they're right. This is a guitar I made. Those are lust balls right there. Oh. And uh, this one, I took apart. I ordered a bunch of Japanese guitars and um, took them all apart. Japanese guitar parts from the 60s. Took them all apart and uh, put them back together. And got a battery in there that actually lights up, but it must be dead. You got blue lights in there that light up, and you can see it's sort of cool. I got silver coins on it. There's one that's carved like the devil or a skull or something. Anyway, yeah, but no, they're right-handed guitars. This one's not tuned. Those are. I was just playing a call uh, old Blackie here. He's a uh, 1977 Les Paul, and I bought it the day I got it. Signed a contract for Fox. I've been looking at my eye on this thing for a long time, but I wanted to reward myself if I was ever going to buy it. So I got the contract at Fox, and I thought, I'm going to go buy that. And I went and bought that, and a 1965 uh, acoustic epiphone that John Lennon, not personally played, but the kind of epiphone that John Lennon played. Vitaly uh, gave me a smile. He's up. He's up. He's in for the podcast. I'm beat. That was 51 minutes with no commercial, no commercial breaks. On Fox, we do, we do 47 minutes of programming. No, 42 minutes? How can I not remember? We did 40-something minutes of programming and teen-something minutes of commercials in an hour. And, of course, I had co-anchors um, who were, I promise you, more than happy to fill in at any second that I hesitated to say something. So, this is a lot. 53 minutes of sheer Cody brain power. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That's tradingwithcody.com, also known as itsdoggenet.edoc.com. Peace, love, and happiness.